Welcome back to another episode of Football at the Bar with your host, T.A. and G-Money, bringing you all the highlights, talking mess, and all the plays you shouldn't have missed. What's up, everybody? This is Football at the Bar. We're your host. I'm T.A. And it's G-Money. And we are ready to get it cracking because this is Super Bowl weekend, and we just got finished with one of the the most phenomenal Super Bowls, in my opinion. Some of y'all have been sitting over here saying the Super Bowl wasn't that exciting, but let like me tell you me. something. When you have the opportunity to watch the greatest who ever did it, sit over here and finish finish it up and win, <sighs> that's where we're at today. So super excited to talk about this final game of the season. And I want to give a quick shout-out and a quick thanks to everybody that's been with us throughout the season, whether you started off with us at the very beginning of the season or you've come along uh, up until this point. Thank you for coming in here, enjoying yes. this time with us, talking Agreed. this football, uh, sitting over here and filling all the experiences that we feel throughout this season. You guys have done, all of you have done that with us. So thank you very much. And again, we're being brought to you by ATV Media Network. Ladies and gentlemen, do me a quick favor. I need you to sit over and like, download, and subscribe because guess what? We are not done. Just because this we just got through the Super Bowl does not mean that we're done with football. As all of you know, football is a year-round deal. We have uh, the new hires and coaching that we're going to talk about. We, we have the, draft. The, the, the pre-draft and then the draft. And then we have the training camps and then we have all that. So we are going anywhere. We're going to still be with here with you each and every single week talking this NFL, talking this football game with you every single week. And also, for some of you, you love the sport so much, you're going to still participate, still tune in, still watch, still take advantage of the spring leagues. So we will be having a UFL at the bar. That's like the XFL, USFL put together. We're going to have the UFL, which will be coming at the uh, starting at the end of this month, getting ready for that season because, like myself and like you, we love this game of football. Yes, and we do. So we ain't going nowhere. That's but, true. Um, for those of you that listened to the last week's game, you know that we, G Money and myself, have had a difference of opinion on who was going to win this oh. Super Bowl. And like most of the time, I had to tell G Money who was going to win this game, and G Money. Okay, what are we drinking on? What are we drinking on? I don't, I don't even want to get into it. What are we drinking on? I know what I'm drinking on. I'm drinking on that Claude Chantelaire. I'm, I'm drinking on that. I'm still drinking on that French. I'm still drinking on that cognac, which is obviously French, but that Claude Chantelaire specifically because it's so smooth yet so aggressive, and it gets me exactly where I need to be. And G Money. For taking that ale, what are you drinking on? Now, the fact that you had to bring up the ale, <laughs> but you know what? I'm sad right now. So I had to go to old fashioned Jack Daniels. He went to the JD. I was like, give he me some to, Jack. He went to the Jack Daniels. Because this is a, this is a Jack move that has happened to me. <laughs> so I gotta. <laughs> Uh, you know, it just felt appropriate. Well, so. I, and I appreciate that. I appreciate that acknowledgement for, you know, the realities of... I'm not going to enjoy this show. Let uh, me just you, say that. You're going to have a ton of fun because, one, it's football. Two, it's a Super Bowl. Number three, oh, well, thanks. It, Thank involved, you. it involved the very greatest who ever did it. Oh. And number four is... 
It was a phenomenal weekend. You know, I just got back from Las Vegas. Yeah, as you, you know, yeah, you I took went. my son out there. We wanted to sit over and have that NFL Super Bowl experience. Now, I did not pay $8,000 per ticket for the game. So y'all don't think I'm over here balling like that. I'm not. But what I did want to do was be in the environment and feel the energy. I wanted my son to feel the energy mm. of a Super Bowl. And let me tell you something. Be it that it's Las Vegas' first Super Bowl. I actually lived out there when they did their first NBA All-Star. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you something. That experience and that energy was extraordinary. That's why you went out there this time. That's why I went out here this time because I wanted my son to sit over here and feel the experience of what it's like in Las Vegas in a big time event like this. Let me tell you, it didn't fail. The traffic was absolutely ignorante, absolutely egregious (laughs) (laughs) trying to to navigate just that little two mile stretch Uh, of of the strip along with downtown. But I will tell you this, um, it's something he won't forget. I promised him I'd take him to an NFL game and I don't know when I'm going to sit over here and drop $20,000 on two tickets. So I said, hey, young man, this is going to be your Yeah, this is we're, we're going to get close proximity. We, yeah. we're going to have something like yes. going to the game. And yes. so uh, he had a ball. I had a ball. Good. Um, and, and, you know, the reality is, is you were stuck here, sitting over here and watching the game here in Los Angeles and watching it televised and, and uh, deep breaths and, and having to sit over and take in all the greatness of Pat Mahomes. So, so real quick, before we, before we get started from there, what I really truly want to know from you and what I want to talk about with you is what were your, um, thought processes of the phenomenal game we just saw yesterday? Okay. So I'm going to just go out on a limb and just say that I'm going to have to stomach you saying the greatest player to ever play since. <laughs> Uh, you know, ever slice football, get yeah, right. ever, ever touch, touch, ever touch, touch football. the football, okay. ever touch a pigskin, ever touch a pigskin, ever touch <laughs> a football. I know I'm going to hear that at least 10 times in this episode. At least. So uh, it's reconciling that <laughs> in my own spirit is what I'm struggling with. But I, I know that um, there is a semblance or a sliver of truth that I'm going to have to eat. Uh, because he delivered, um, live in person. I, I will say this. It was, it was sobering and immensely disappointing to see what the 49ers did because I definitely think that they, that was a winnable game for them. Um, I only can hearken back to the overtime. With even though there was a series of mistakes, and I know we're going to get into the, those details, but it was that fourth and three, the fourth and three. That's the that's that crawl on your side. Oh, I, I, it just, it just, it looked scary. The coach should have gone for it because what you're really saying is, okay, we we designed an excellent play on third down. And Kansas City pressured us. And I couldn't get the ball out on time, so Jennings couldn't have done the deal. It's not like because of the new rules the game was over, but that would have put immense pressure on uh, on Patrick Mahomes and or worst-case scenario, he's starting essentially his ascension down the field 
from the five or the three yard line. And to kick that field goal just immediately felt like, okay, you gave up, you gave it up. You gave up the, the ass, if you will. <laughs> Cause it was immediately, I thought to myself, Oh my God, you just put this man who is arguably one of the elite quarterbacks. I will never say that line that you love to say. It's not going to come out of my mouth. Not yet. But it, you gave him a chance and it felt very like, very Brady esque. Like you don't give Tom Brady um, two minutes or two minutes plus of a chance in any game because he will kill you. Well, we know we can't give Mahomes 13 seconds, so I understand what you're saying. <sighs> Swallow it. Swallow it. <laughs> so the 49ers, knowing, I think, knowing that this was going to be four down territory no matter what, they gave Patrick Mahomes a chance to march down the field. And guess what he did? He marched down the field. Guess what, fellas? That's what greatness looks like. And that's what happened. And then he proceeded to score a touchdown. And you you guys played prevent defense through the middle of the field instead of because I've always felt this way. Every time I've seen prevent defense. Prevent prevents you from winning. It is, it is, uh, it, it is designed to not give up the touchdown, but you always change that defense when you get into the red zone. So why should I give up chunks of yards through crossing patterns and playing soft zone to essentially allow one of the elite quarterbacks to just hit his marks down the field? That is exact. It was designed for him to win the game. It was like you're doing everything stupid, and that's what the 49ers. Well, I got to disagree with you there, and the reason why is because the preventive defense was to stop the touchdown. It wasn't to stop the march. And basically, the thought process by Wilkes was: we can give up a little bit, and this is not just by Wilkes, but with Shanahan as well as to give up a little bit to then. He has stated out of his own mouth that he wanted to sit over and get the ball first, score, hold them to a field goal, and they get the last shot. And so the prevent defense was to sit over and try to hold them to getting a field goal and then having the third chance to come down and have that four down be in that four down situation. Now, that will work if your quarterback was Purdy. That actually would work perfectly. Oh, but what happened? Jam is, number one. <laughs> <laughs> but when you have Mahomes, that was probably a miscalculation. Now I will tell you this. Overall, I think San Francisco played a hell of a game. What happened was is that they actually played a a, a, a phenomenal game. San Francisco did. We have to remember that Kansas City only scored one touchdown in regulation. There were four uh, field goals. So for the individual that uh, Colin uh, Colin Hurt or Colin Cowherd's um, mm. uh, co-host that sit over and called for uh, Wilkes' job after 
Wilkes as a defensive coordinator got his team all the way to the Super Bowl. Oh, right. Held Mahomes and the uh, Kansas City Chiefs to only one touchdown in regulation to sit over here and say, oh, um, I don't see how San Francisco can move forward with them. This is all that blaming. This is all we're going to blame anybody sure. else than, than really um, – The offensive coordinator and the head coach. Be, the no, but we really speak on – it's about Mahomes' greatness because there are very few uh, quarterbacks that would have been able to withstand that and find a way to win when they've only allowed one single touchdown within regulation. So, again, let's keep all this in perspective. They didn't score. They didn't score a touchdown in the, in the first half. Mm-hmm. Um uh, San Francisco did a great job uh, with that standpoint. If it were a few things that were almost out of the control of the San Francisco team, they would have actually could have uh, pulled away with this. But n- nobody ever wants to talk about Christian McCaffrey's fumble in the red zone in the first drive, of which course. they could have been able to jump ahead. Um, the unfortunate, unforeseen um, um, situation where the punt, Went off of the uh, went off of a blocker's leg. There's no way the blocker would have known that the ball is coming yeah, right into his to, leg. I, and I don't blame the blocker in that situation. I actually blame the returner for well, not falling on the ball. Well, he was screaming. Right, he should have fell on the ball instead of really uh, instead of trying to catch it. The challenge is is that that ball is shaped funny. And it bounces funny. So just being able to j- fall on it, it, unless it's very close to the ground, it's not as easy as one would think, especially you and I who have played football in our lifetimes know that that ball, when it's bouncing crazy, it's not just as like you just jump no, on like football it's a basketball. Is a, football is a game of seconds in decision. So really what you're really saying in that instance is, and, and I, I, I think that that was a turning point, not the turning point, but that was that was a pivotal moment. And I think that was the greatest pivotal moment because on that um, turnover, they scored. They scored. So I think, and, and again, let, let's, uh, going back to Wilts, the only time they scored in regulation was off of that play, yes. which they got the ball because on their side of the field. In the red zone. And, and, and again, Correct. It, it, uh, clown car of, of the year. Award goes to that co-host of Colin Cowherd that sat over here and called for a man's job because the only touchdown that they scored in regulation was off of that turnover. Okay, so just in response to the the defensive coordinator, just to put it to bed, I think that the that the Wilkes um, had a phenomenal effort that came from his defense. He also overcame freakish injuries because like I think it was like Greenlaw they're one of their Greenlaw they're, literally they're, they're walking star, onto the field star pops his Achilles pops his Achilles and he was having a phenomenal game yes, he, was he was making an impact on their game yes so their there defensive all these line. little things that weren't that, that that they had zero control over yes that that negatively affected them their defensive line played a, a I think uh, a stellar game. Did you see how Mahomes, it was like every time Mahomes said hike, it was four people in the backfield and he was Correct. running for his life. Yes. I mean, it was like, oh my God. Yes, and th- and this is where I, you know, you've heard me say this, but this is where it felt very uh, Larry Bird-like. It was like, as much as I hated <laughs> to see it, I was like, damn this guy. He finds a way to just barely escape Every just time. barely escape. Yeah. Every single mm-hmm. time he did it. Mm-hmm. And but just to the context of the defense, the reason why the 49ers lost this game was not because of their defense. 
it was to me because of their offensive decisions. Um, when they were up 10 to three, a majority of the first half, they could have stretched that and should have been hyper focused on scoring another touchdown or two in the first half. But it's the decision of Shanahan and his offensive coordinator to essentially stop running the ball and started to say, okay, well, let's, let's get cute and let's do Brock Purdy show and let's do five wide and let's, let's do all of these things that resulted in punts. And it was, well, Again. That, that was at the beginning of the second half. And so what I want to, okay. what I want to, but it happened in the them, first half also. In the first half, we, we also have to remember that their only score in the first half was one of those cute plays, which was a trick play that actually resulted in a touchdown. However, so let's not cut down Shanahan no, 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 for no, no. being creative. No, no, no. And, and, I, I, I'm going to cut. He wanted to believe. I'm, uh, into I'm sorry, sorry. I'm just I'm like gonna, you. I'm going to, I'm going to cut because what we also saw in the first drive minus the fumble is that the very first drive is that one of the things that was being evidently successful was Christian McCaffrey running the ball and Christian McCaffrey catching the ball, but primarily running the ball. And they were getting, they were gashing them with that offense. And I think that they immediately went away from that when Christian McCaffrey fumbled. And I would disagree with that because one Christian McCaffrey had 30 touches in the game. So if you're saying in the very first drive, if you're saying in the very first drive they went away from it, there's no No, way. no, no, not the first drive. Well, I'm that's saying, when the fumble took place. No, I'm saying after that. No, he after. didn't get 30 touches after the first drive. No, what I'm telling you is is that you're 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 being very uh let's say convenient with your overall stats. So there's there is the overall stats. Yes, he touched well, that's the ball. A game wide, 30. How many players do you see get How 30 about touches? This? How about this? There were three to six drives between the second quarter and into the early stages of the third quarter to where the San Francisco offense with a lead decided to be pass happy. And that is what I'm talking about. But why? They need but why? Because they decided that that's how they were going to matriculate down the field. And this is where I disagree. Because Magnolia, who's getting a ton of credit for the win, which I think it shouldn't be put on Pat Mahomes, but he's getting a ton of credit in the media, is the reason why he made uh, changes. So I want you to think about this. In the first couple of drives when Mahomes, when Kansas City played Baltimore, they went down and scored, right? Mm. Mahomes didn't score anymore, did he? Mm-mm. No. The reason why is because, um, one, the first couple of series are scripted. So all the plays are scripted. Number two is the, the defense adapted to what they were doing after getting scored on twice. Well, please don't believe that what you saw in the first couple of drives for San Francisco when they were methodically moving down the field that the Spagnola and his defense didn't change. And they absolutely did change. What happened was is they went from a um, a defense that was playing zone to playing man. They also started, the reason why Christian McCaffrey, um, the, the run started subsiding is they were doing run blitzes to prevent him from having the same productivity as they did in the, in, in the beginning 
of the game. Okay. So things change. And so what I'm saying is, is he didn't move away from it because you can't have 30 touches in the game. 30 touches for one player is extraordinary. That is not standard operating procedure. So when McCaffrey had 30 touches, including his passes, he had 80 yards running. He had 80 yards passing. That's 30 touches to accumulate that. He was involved in the offense from the beginning to the very end. How they had to get their very best offensive player the ball when the other offensive players were being locked up, including um, uh, um, uh, their tight end who only had two catches, including Debo who got hurt who only caught three of 11, and Ayuk was being locked up that only had three catches. They were still feeding McCaffrey, but they had to feed him in a different way because the standard running attacks weren't working because Spagnolia, Spagnola adjusted and was doing uh, um, blitzes, run blitzes that were that were stuffing him. Okay. The, the, my only, let's say, response to that is this, uh, because we both watched the same game. So then it comes down to um, formations. So what I saw that the San Francisco 49ers decided to do is they wanted to spread the the Kansas City Chiefs out so that there would be more space and then there would be more space for essentially like short passing routes. And that mostly would, that would substitute. No, but that would substitute the run game. And what I would say to you is, is that when they actually began to see success is that they abandoned that in the really in the fourth quarter, Mm -hmm. and they went back to, let me get my fullback back in there because they have a superior tight end in Kittle, and they knew that he essentially is operating as an additional tackle. So, and they, that's the reason why he wasn't, let's say, in space, and he had very few catches because they were using him because of the pressure that was coming on Brock Purdy. Because and the, of the pressure blitzes. was absolutely coming. So the way that you combat that is you do screen passes and you do screen passes not just to the running back, but you do screen passes to the fullback and you do screen passes to the tight end. And we saw that take place. No, we did not. And the way – no, we did not. Not in spades. We saw it. We saw that Brock Purdy was trying to get Ayuk and Debo involved, and and uh, Jennings involved, and that was probably the meat of the the middle round, the middle of the game. It was them trying to do that. And what I disagree with, even though McCaffrey got all those touches, is that what they needed to do to win the game is they needed to go, dare I say, like old school Newt Rockney, uh, uh, uh. You know, uh, Green Bay, you know. But if it wasn't working. Sweep left, sweep right. You, you know why they went back to they it? Never, the- but they never attempted. So what, what I only thing I'm arguing is if you have a superior, let's say, fullback and you have a superior tight end and this team is predicated on pressure and secondary, then if that is their catalyst for getting to you, then the only way that you can combat that is by hitting them in the mouth. So they needed to go very old school gridiron. The old school gridiron is let me put myself in a power formation and just do man on man, 
hitting people in the mouth and getting the our running back increases so that he could produce. They did that in the very first quarter, and then they abandoned that Here's until the, the fourth is, quarter. This is, this is where That's, statistics will, 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 will refute what you're saying. 160 yards in total offense from Christian McCaffrey does not equal what you're saying. But in your, what we're talking about. He didn't about, make that in the first quarter. No, but we're talking about styles, right? So, so what you're telling me is, is that when they finally actually did score and when they finally did produce, yes, it was them deciding to get the ball to McCaffrey in space, but they did it in moments of desperation. There were opportunities in the middle of the game when they were up by 10 points that they could have done that and what they did was they decided to get pass happy and it's the decision of that is that was what was perplexing. The, the only time that I saw them pass happy was at the very beginning, the very first drives of the second court or the second half where they went the five wide like you were saying and they passed the first three and which resulted into punts. So I do agree with you um, if there was some type of um, um, failure by Shanahan. It was not coming out hard nose in the second half. But again, you can't have 30 touches, 160 yards in total offense and say that this individual didn't touch the ball. Right. That becomes because the two don't equate. No, no, so no. What it I looks like is a, what it looks like is it looks like an excuse. At the end of the day is that the 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 San Francisco defense shut down for the most part, um, can stop them from scoring. Correct, and that. But on on the flip side, Kansas City's defense, obviously, as we saw in the Super they Bowl, they did the we same saw, thing. They did the same thing. So we can't. And the only time they actually scored in the game was based off of the muff punt that hit off of a blocker's leg. Yeah. So we can't say that the defense didn't do their job. We can't say that the offense didn't do their job. What we saw was a defensive battle in the in the in the um, sixty minutes of the main situation. Yes. You know what? And, and this is where I'm going to give your, your quarterback credit. This was a game that had mistakes on both sides. This was a game that was, let's say, defense heavy. Um, both defenses, I think, played lights out majority of the game. Mm -hmm. Both sides. Mm -hmm. Unequivocally. Mm -hmm. But the, I think the difference is, is that the Kansas City Chiefs had two things on their side, which was a superior quarterback who's does not he's not going to lose. He refuses. He refuses. Mm -hmm. And he had a, a coach, a head coach who, uh, let's say, masquerades as an offensive coordinator <laughs> that that um, really understood time, distance and space. And, 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 and timing and was in perfect marriage where on the flip side, Shanahan, he looked, or I should say his team looked as though they were ill prepared for the ugliness, the, the, the muck of the game to where it was like, you need to execute at a high level in these middling 
middle ranking quarters. The, 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 the time within the second and third quarter, I just felt like the game was lost there. Now, the game wasn't officially lost there, but that showed that Andy Reid and, and, and Mahomes were more prepared than you guys and, were. And this is where I believe when you look at this from an outside looking in is where it all comes down to excuse making. And at the end of the day, not wanting to acknowledge the realities. Mm. Again, in actual time, in actual the the 60 minutes of the game, they scored one touchdown, and that touchdown came off of a, a turnover mm-hmm. that could not be scripted. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs didn't do anything to make that happen. It was by Kawinkadink. Mm-hmm. And they That's got true. the ball all, uh, within the 30 yard, within the 20 or 30 yard line on their own side of the field. So we cannot sit over here and say that, 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 um, Big Red and Mahomes did anything special within that 60 minutes, within that 60 minutes of regulation. They got their touchdown off of a turnover. The reality is, is San Francisco did a phenomenal job in, ser- in, in, in defensively. terms of, of defensively. Now, from an offensive standpoint, they did score. Shanahan created an unbelievable play that allowed them to score, but they're also still playing against the very best defense. Now, what we forget is, if Moody wouldn't have sit over here, and it's not not a, a, an affront to him, Kansas City did a great uh, special teams play when they blocked that extra point. Because remember, they yeah, that was that critical. That 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 and literally that changed, made, the, game that changed because, the game because if he gets that extra point that we're all expecting, then it's a four point game rather than a three. So so again, I that agree. changed the dynamic of the game, right? Of so course. so overall, all from an offensive standpoint. Um, they were driving the ball. Christian McCaffrey wouldn't have fumbled. The great Christian McCaffrey at $16 million a year would not have fumbled the ball in the, in the Super Bowl, in the first drive in red zone. Then guess what? They should have gone on and scored there, but K- sure. Christian McCaffrey shit the bed. That has nothing to do with Shanahan. Um, that part is true. Other than that, then you sit over here and get that block. For their second score, uh, uh, on that, on that extra point that That sit over and cost them a point. So what it is, is that they're playing against one of the very best defenses, the number two defense that absolutely is lights out a better defense in San Francisco. But San Francisco actually played a better defensive game overall when you really look at it. Yeah, in terms of pressures and all of that. Now, 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 Kansas City didn't play a bad game, but what I'm saying is, is we can't act like there, there are issues with Shanahan. There are issues with the defense. There are issues with the plays are called bad. Hold on. The, the, the reality is, is the difference is a great, the best who ever did it quarterback versus a very good quarterback. That's where the difference is. And everybody is trying to make all these other excuses to not one, not give Mahomes the credit that he should have. And number two, not sit over here and hold Purdy accountable for obviously not being an MVP candidate type of quarterback, mm-hmm. but being the very basic uh, quarterback that Cam Newton and everybody else that has a sense of um, rationale 
and rationality and not overhyping a dude just because he's put in the game. He did a good job. And they're already talking about replacing him with Kirk Cousins, like bringing in a Kirk Cousins off of a torn Achilles at 38 years old is going to be the difference between this San Francisco team. This is not a Brock Purdy issue. Well, well, unequivocally it is because he couldn't rise up to elevate his team. It's a difference between a game manager and a game changer. Okay. So we're going to talk more about that. Oh, I know we are because I know this is your favorite subject. But what I would say to you is, is that, you know, what I saw in watching that game is this is the difference between um, Shanahan being 0-3 in the Super Bowl. Because that had nothing. To no, do no, with I'm going to I'm going to draw it. It's a, it's a it's a long straw. OK, it's it's a it's a far fetched straw. But I'm gonna I'm gonna Please. go here. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go here. Okay. What I saw was in the the crux of an opportunity. So I think the the greatest coaches that we've ever seen in the annals of history of this sport is that great coaches and great teams find a way to. If I nick you on the neck with, and there's a little bit of blood trickling, now I'm going to gouge you and I'm going to make sure you bleed out and I'm going to do it early. And what I saw is that I saw the 49ers played a, they outperformed the Kansas City Chiefs in the first half. I think that there were a series of blunders by the, Kansas City Chiefs, I think that the 49ers played a better game. But at the end of the half, it was Mm 10-6. So the most egregious thing that you can say is with with us outperforming them in basically most phases, uh, turnovers aside, Mm -hmm. we outperformed them and we are winning 10-6. They only gave up two field goals. And that should have been twenty-four to six, and that is well, what. But you can't say it should have been, or could have been, or would have been when you're talking about one of the best defenses. You got to understand. We've seen. Do you understand that this defense hasn't given up twenty-eight points in, in, in the entire season? Hold on. Do you understand okay. that this defense has only given up twenty-five points once in the entire season? So what we're talking, you're talking about supposed to be twenty-four. They've only done it once in the entire season. Yeah. So don't exa- act as if it's just should happen in no, this game. No, but again... When, when you're playing one of the best defenses, it's not just that easy to it, say what should or could have happened. Okay, so look, this is the Super Bowl, no doubt. They are a, a, a Super Bowl caliber defense, and they are good. But one of the things... Great. I, I will go ahead and say, again... I'm, I'm going to have to, I'm gonna have to say up. it. <laughs> Articulate. It's I just, right. I just have to, I have to build myself up. The Kansas City Chiefs defense is an elite yes. defense. Yes, they are an elite defense. Mm-hmm. The thing that was disappointing um, is the 49ers needed to realize all of the mistakes of the AFC teams that they had played, and they did not. 
So the Ravens made this mistake. The Bills made this mistake. All of these teams that they played in the playoffs made the same mistake. They decided that we want to try and run a more balanced offense and play into, let's say, our passing game. And guess what happened? The same thing. It was if we run the ball a little bit to try and get the linebackers to commit, then we can run play action off of that. And then when that happens or doesn't happen, we will try to spread them out and we will try to exploit them individually. But guess what? Spagnola and his his secondary, they they arguably might be the best secondary in the NFL. I think I think that they are. But, but here's what's twist: they got exploited when they were running zone. Okay. The difference is, is when they ran man. They got uh, Debo, Debo is known to not be able to sit over here and handle man. And okay. what happens is, is what you're not taking into account is that the, the offense changed when the defense adapted to what the San Francisco offense was okay. doing, which was they adapted by doing run zone blitzes. So when that aspect doesn't work, then the offense has to adapt. They have to change up. All right. So here's here's what I would say. The the only thing, and I'm 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 really saying this for my Raiders, not for anybody. <laughs> else. The only way that you can combat the the style mm-hmm. that the Kansas City Chiefs defense is is displaying, okay, is you have to be more smash mouth. You have to essentially say there are going to be guys that are going to be in spots that will negate. When you're blitzing, right? When you're blitzing or when you're not. So hold on, hold on. If if the if the Kansas City Chiefs are blitzing and Which, they want to be more smash mouth, then what does that mean? What should be open from a pass standpoint? Yeah. So 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 to, for the for the sake of let's say the the less sophisticated uh, football watchers, mm-hmm. the simplistic thing about it is is if you have a team that can cover every plausible outlet and the deep ball, well, that can't happen. No, no, no. It it can because we're talking about timing. So it can happen if. I'm creative as a defensive coordinator to bring pressure with less people. And then mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you don't have time. I now but that you, can't happen every down. That can happen. No, spor- sporadically. And, and, yes. But, but, but Kansas city to their credit are, they're very efficient at doing this. No, Spagnola. Spagnola is, is very, very efficient yes. at doing this. Mm-hmm. He finds a way to bring pressure and also have coverage. Mm-hmm. So the only way that you negate that that presence mm-hmm. is by saying, man on man, I'm going to literally have to, by will, move people out of the way. So that means when I, as a 49ers offense, have maybe see my guards aren't aren't that strong, but I have 
superior tackles. I have one of the best tight ends in the world. Instead of always putting them in pass protection mode, let let us just go completely 100% all in hands and feet into run mode and just say everybody's going to hit everybody. But here's where the problem is. um, Not Travis Kelsey. um, Kittle had to go to the back because he was hurt. Debo shouldn't even been out there. He was hurt. A, a smash mouth individual. Okay. That's why Jawan Jennings had to have such well, a prominent but, 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 role. Ayuk was getting locked out, locked okay. up by so, Snead. So, so, so my whole point is that you had Yuschek that was out there that actually, you know, even though he shouldn't have gotten that pass, he yeah, he, 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 he caught a couple of passes. But, but, but the one pass that, that 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 he actually should have been called back. But my point is, is that um, the team was getting broken down. Yes, the team was getting broke down. However, most of the break the breakdown was on defense and not offense. No, I'm just debut all, all offensive players. Okay, here's he, but again, I think you talked about I, Smash Mouth. If Kittle's hurt, I, I if Debo was it. hurt, what do you mean you didn't see it? Kittle went to the back. Everybody no, no, no. saw that. Debo was hurt. Went to the back. Debo is a wide receiver. But Debo's a different type of wide receiver. Again, he's, a, he's a when blocking. I say when I say I, and and I'm sorry I did cut you off. But w- when I say I didn't see it, what I'm saying to you is this: they didn't make a decision as an offense to just say, let's just say for a quarter. Every time we you know come why? out here, we're going to do power. You know why? Is because those hurt individuals demanded to come back in the game, mm. and they were hurt. Well, we never, but but I don't want to. Do, I don't want to be too speculative. It's not speculative. They no. went to the back. They came back, and they were hurt. And you know how you know? Because Kittle had four yards for the game. Yeah, but but again, and, and Debo had eleven uh, eleven uh, attempts and only caught three passes. I know, but again, what you're talking about is different than what I'm talking about. When I say when you bring up Debo. What Debo was doing is Debo was running shorter routes and and or being in the backfield, and they were trying to do things to get him in space and so he, he could have he run after could, catch. And he couldn't because he was hurt. What I did not see from the 49ers def- or offense, excuse mm-hmm. me, what I did not see was that they just made a conscious decision to say, we're going to play old school like 1960s, my grandfather smash mouth offense and just try to hit them every single so time. So Christian McCaffrey, it after, didn't happen. Christian McCaffrey getting 30 touches. If 30 it, touches does not mean Okay, then so, so what I'm saying is, if that wasn't the case with 30 touches, how many touches would – because he's their only viable running back in that game. No. How many touches? Mitchell is also good. But Mitchell wasn't there. Mitchell didn't get Mitchell, on the field. Mitchell, and that's also a coach's so, decision. So you tell me how many touches could should Christian McCaffrey have had to accomplish what you're talking about since 30 wasn't enough. I can't think of another player. And I play just like you. Fantasy and DFS football. I can't think of another player that had 30 touches. So I, you tell me how many touches did he have to have 40 
for you to, to, to satisfy that need that you're talking about? It, it could have been 40. But what I would also say is there's never a person in NFL history that's had 40 touches. OK, so what I'm going to tell you is, is that all touches are not the same. <laughs> that's what I'm going to say. Just because he had 30 touches and he had it through the course of four quarters doesn't mean that he did it in the most opportune moments. They tried different things. That's what I would say. And then when they had the most success is when he got the ball. How many yards did Purdy have? I don't know. You, you Purdy had about 288 yards. Yeah, mistake, it, was, right? it was conservative. So if you take okay. if you take 80 of those yards of passing to McCaffrey away, he had about 208. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 208. Sure. That 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 sounds right? about so, right. So he had about 200, and then McCaffrey had about 80 yards rushing, okay. taking McCaffrey's passing yards out. And then you look at on the flip side, and you look at Mahomes, mm-hmm. who had 333 yards passing. Yes, he did. And himself having 66 yards. Rushing. Rushing. Yeah. So himself directly attributed had just under 400 yards. So with Where, all- whereas Purdy... Had a little bit under 300 yards. That's where the difference is. You know it what? It was I'll a say- difference in quarterback, and it's a difference between because having just under 300 yards is a good game. You having just under 400 yards is a great game, and it's a difference between good and great, and that's really where. The game was. The game was. And yeah. we can talk about all these other things. And this is my problem with all the media. They want to talk about all this other shit. And when it comes down to, we had a great motherfucker that did the deal versus an individual that just did good. You know, and good yeah. and great are two different worlds. You, you know what? And great wins Super Bowls and good doesn't. This is where I dreaded this moment. <laughs> I dreaded this moment the entire uh, two or three days or whatever. Sure. No, it, was two or three it, was, it felt like two or three days. Actually, oh my God. It was just only about 12 hours. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I've been in absolute anguish. Yes, I'm sure. Because you are correct. <laughs> oh! Look, hey, the difference. I appreciate it. And it takes a real individual oh, to sit over and admit this. And I that's am why you're so special. I am an honest and upstanding yeah, that's gentleman. That's why you're so special, yes. And I am falling on my sword know, right now. I know, it is because all right. Because here is the deal. You have an opportunity to cheer for him next year. That's what's the beautiful I thing I will is. never, <laughs> ever, from my cold, dead hand, Raider Nation, for life. But what I will acknowledge is the the difference in the game ultimately with even with me saying all this stuff about the 49ers and how they missed opportunities. The difference was they had a they played against a quarterback that was driven on a different level Mm -hmm. and that is great. 
And, and when when you look at Purdy, who's nice and sweet, and he looks square bare, no, and he's and he good. He's good. He, he's good, but his size, people don't understand. That's why I'm not a big fan. I can't wait till we get into this in the offseason. Oh, you making me about drink. about Caleb? Caleb, all the talking about he's he's Mahomes esque and all that. I'm not sold on Caleb. There's a couple other the real individuals that actually grade individuals that are not sold on Caleb. I'm not sold on Caleb. You know, when you, when you're little, when you're you know six one is little when you're quarterback because your your linemen are six five and six seven to six seven. Sure. And so my my point is is that when you're sliding the booty, when when he doesn't he he. He's not comfortable absorbing the hits. He got rushed. He wouldn't stand there and take the hit and throw a good pass. He would throw a bullshit pass and turtle up to not take the big hit because of his size. All of these things diminish what you can actually do. And here's where the thing is. What I will say is shame on Shanahan is that when you actually believe that Mr. Irrelevant, somebody picked the very last pick in the Mm -hmm. NFL draft, that you really thought this cat was going to win you a Super Bowl, that's shame on you. Because the reality is it's levels to this game. And he might be great from where you picked him and and the grade on that uh, individual yeah. from when, but, but you can't win a Super Bowl with that. Yes. And the only thing that I think the years, you, this is where I would say that I would, I would ask, can you just give me an olive branch to this? You are correct. The only thing that I'm saying is if you're making this a mano y mano, like Brock versus Mahomes, that's a mistake for Shanahan. Shanahan needed to go into this game and say that this needs to be a Debo and McCaffrey game. But but that's what you can't Period. do. But that's what you can't do when you get to the Super Bowl. You can do those monoly monos outside of the quarterback in the regular season. Maybe even in the first round of the playoffs or the second round because they and got it's a not a, It's not you an indictment on on, on Brock. It's not. But when you get to the Super Bowl, you, you can't do that. Yes. It becomes why Tom Brady is so funny. I hear so many people, um, a lot of people picked Mahomes just because of his past record. Yeah. But the reality is if he didn't have that past record, almost everybody would have picked Brock over Mahomes because there's a certain group of individuals that would want Brock to win. Mm. Over Mahomes, but but they didn't because they uh, Mahomes has a track record. But there are a whole lot of individuals that sit over and said, "No, I'm rocking with Brock because that's from from their feeling, from their gut, from what they wanted. They wanted this individual to win more. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what a motherfucker wants. It doesn't matter." who they hope and wish is going to win. Mm-hmm. The reality is a skill set versus skill set. When you put those two together yeah. and you verse them two, you have to pick the greater skill set because guess what? How many times have I heard, even when Tom Brady was over the hill, that when it comes to Tom Brady against this quarterback, I'm going to pick Tom Brady because he's the better quarterback. Even though he was the more dilapidated, older, 
quarterback. But because it's Tom Brady and Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback ever, they picked Tom Brady because quarterback matters in this situation. Well, it's so funny that when it's Mahomes, those rules don't apply. We're going to hope and wish with this individual. And, And the problem is, is that you can't do that. We have to be real with ourselves if we're picking and choosing. And there was never in no way, shape, or form when you talk about two quarterbacks, which is the most important position in all of sports. Or certainly in football. No, forget about football. In all of sports, that we're going to pick an individual that's the greatest who ever touched the fucking football against Mr. Irrelevant and pick Mr. Irrelevant in front of him. Okay. You can't ever do that. At the end of the day is that's when the, what we've, what you've been able to see. Cause I don't want you to ever make this mistake again. Mm. When it comes mm. down to it is God wants when me to you have, <laughs> when you have an opportunity to make that choice, you can never pick a choice of a lesser individual at quarterback. Above a greater individual, because you see what happens. The greater individual didn't sit over here and do it because of his prowess from being able to throw the ball. He did it because of who he was as a man. Mm-hmm. He was greater than Brock Purdy as a man. He sat over and said, Guess what? I got a whole bunch of Mickey Mouses out there. I'm going to take this game in my hands, very similar to what uh, Steve Young did. And say, guess what? Absolutely. I'm going to take this ball and I'm going to go get the first down because I don't know what MVS is going to. MVS caught a ball and ran eight yards back of the line of scrimmage along. This is what a twist is. Brock, Brock, um, um, Brock Purdy didn't, could not have done that. Okay. He could not have wheeled his team uh, to the win. I, I, this, this is almost like, um, this is like, uh, like, I don't know, like a therapy session or like something that is like, <laughs> like, like God is trying to tell me something. Yes. But okay. Hey, his name is T.A. Uh, <laughs> I, I so don't like you right now. I just want you to know for the record. But what I will say is, is that, um, the, the, the quarterback touches the ball. 90%, if not 90 plus 90, percent 90, of the time. Plus yes. percent of the time. And regardless of all the ancillary positions, this is why they get paid the most money. Correct. Because the decisions and the ultimate outcome of games, it does fall on it them. It hinges on it their performance ability. and ability. Yes. It does. So, when it was fourth and one, and guess what? Your boy, Patrick Mahomes, he found a way let's, to let's, scoot let's up. Let's not talk there. about fourth and one. Let's talk about third and eight, and he figured out a way. Yeah. These, these, are, these, are, things these are the that things that Purdy don't got in his wheelhouse. I'm not going to say that, that Brock Purdy will not graduate to a level. I'm not saying that they're on the same level. I just mean that. Right now, this is an education for Brock Purdy. Here's where Dill is. You've got to have the balls to do it. We saw him do it in lesser games, but he I'm, didn't do it in this game. However, what I will also say, and this is where I would put more onus on the head coach, is that the head coach 
took away the opportunity for him to even put his balls on the line. Because that fourth and three, after he threw the scantily uh, pressured pass and he didn't get it, they went for a field goal. You know what? Now, I, re- I respect Shanahan because I understand the thought process. Of course, what he, but what again, he felt was his defense was going to be able to sit over here and support him enough. Now, this could be an indictment. Many people say, well, this is an indictment on Wilkes. Well, man, here's where the reality is. The head coach had belief in the defense that you were going to hold the greatest individual to ever touch a fucking football to sit over here in just three points. Here's so the shame difference. on him for even thinking he, that. He, here's, here's the difference. Okay, if if Joe Montana was the quarterback, are you not going for it on fourth and three? You are. Why? No. Against uh, put it this way, if Joe Montana is going up against Mahomes, no, you think I have greater belief in Joe Montana than Mahomes? Now, here's where I just want you to be careful. Don't be disrespectful. (laughs) I know where I know where prisoner. So, so what you're telling me is you would pick Joe Montana over Mahomes? Yes. What what it is is I understand the greatness of Patrick Mahomes. And I understand the greatness of Joe Montana. And here's what I will say. If you really do understand the greatness of Joe Montana, Joe Montana has never lost a Super Bowl either. Every Super Bowl that he's played in, he's won. Every major, let's say, for the marbles game that has been played in his career – Joe Montana has won. Hold on. Hold on. Before you go. Before you go. I'm going to eat you up. Joe Montana played in an era to where the rules of the league were kill the quarterback. Keep on going. Wait. Just just Mm -hmm. ignore it. Keep on going. They were kill the quarterback. We can hit you low. We can hit you high. Give all those excuses. No. Again. Let me finish. These are not excuses. These are just realities. Joe Montana played Mm -hmm. in a, let's say, a cutthroat Mm -hmm. Lawrence Taylor uh, era, and he won four, and he also, in every Super Bowl he ever played, he played lights out. So what I would say to you is, before you go, I will just say that Patrick Mahomes, this is not an indictment on Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes has the opportunity to put himself not only as the greatest quarterback ever, but the greatest player ever. He is not even at the peak of his career. And I fully acknowledge that. But the only thing that I want to put in context for our audience is, is that he is not the only gangster in the room. There were there were gangsters okay. that before him, okay. and Joe Montana was one of them. So then, no, he wasn't. Yeah. And let me explain. How dare you? Let me make it very very simple. How dare you? Hold on. Just like you, I was raised in that time, and Joe Montana was the epitome to me growing up. But I have what they call of awareness. So I don't sit over here and make choices based off of me being younger, less informed, and have that be a 
a, a cloud over my thought process like you are. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let me finish. Let no, me finish. no, no. I have to stop you right there. That is, a, that is the antithesis of what I just said. What I just gave you was context to well, his story. Well, I got so the, it, I, but you're leaving something out of his no, story. No, no, I'm yes, not. Yes, you are. I'm about to no, tell you. Let no. me tell you. Let me just tell you. Go. You know what you're leaving out of his story? Is after he won them Super Bowls, what did they do? What did they do? What did the team do? What no, I no. want you to give me. I want to give you I want you to give me a whole 20 seconds to answer that question. What they did was is they had a player called Steve Young who was let's say younger and was also equally equipped to you're you're making sound. I'm sorry, you're right. You're making bet, sound. Bet, they had a younger player in Steve Young who was mobile, younger, and less expensive. And he was equally equipped to Joe Montana. And most 49ers fans feel that that was an absolute betrayal because what they did was <laughs> is they took Joe Montana and they said, we are not going to, we're going to trade you to Kansas City because we had a potential Pro Bowl level quarterback behind you. And it was a gluttony of riches. That the, wait, I'm not done. There was a gluttony of riches with the 49ers and they knew that they needed to maximize the the, the essentially the availability mm-hmm. of Steve Young. I mean, it was very similar mm-hmm. to Brett Favre being exited mm-hmm. out of Green Bay mm-hmm. for Aaron Rodgers. Okay. It was very apropos. Apropos. Now, to the point that you want to articulate, <laughs> Joe Montana went to the Chiefs with Marcus Allen and damn near won them the Super Bowl. Did they go to the Super Bowl? They did not. They did not. Okay. However, but it was a testament to how great Joe Montana was because they were relevant for two seasons with Joe Montana. <laughs> no, but it was the level of greatness that Joe Montana was. It just ha- so happened to be that he wasn't a 49er anymore. It wasn't that he was a has-been. It wasn't that they could not have won more rings with him. They didn't do what they did with Tom Brady. So Tom Brady basically stayed for the stay. When can I talk? Can I talk? You can't talk directly. Hold on. So, so let me ask you a question. Is it fair to say that that's not going to ever happen to Pat Mahomes? I can't say that. Okay. Is it fair to say after he wins another Super Bowl, wins the fourth, just like Joe Montana, that they're not going to be shipping him off because he's done? I can't say that either. Okay, you can't say that? No, you know why so I can't guess, say that? So guess what? When you don't say that now, when you won't acknowledge it now, I'm going to make you acknowledge it later. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. That, 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 that's, that's, so so that, at that's the end you, of the day, so, so at the end of the day, it was pie in the sky earlier when you didn't think Mahomes was going to win a Super Bowl this year. It was pie in the sky. So I understand pie in the sky. And guess what? I love eating it. But at the end of 
Okay. But at the end of the day is what happened to him, how you know what's the difference is he ran, won his shit, and they were like, this dude got to get the fuck out. Mahomes is winning his Super Bowls and they're like, we're going to re-sign you to another 10-year deal to ensure you don't go anywhere. It's levels to this shit. Don't ever compare a weaker mother to the very best who ever did it with me ever again. He was great for his time, but guess what? They knew his time was up and came and put another individual in there right after he won because they knew he was cooked. No. That is not happening with this individual. They are signing him to 10-year deals for a reason. He's the best we've ever seen. Only thing I can say to you is you don't know your history. Here is the here is the truth kitten caboodle about give me, give me, give it, it to me. all. Give it to me. Joe Montana, outside of Tom Brady, is allotted and is respected as one of the greatest quarterbacks to By ever. By me as well. By me as well. I ever was, live. I, but I was raised with him just like okay. you. Why would you say that? Because of the level of disrespect that you just dribbled out of your That's not disrespect. What it is is okay. it, there's a difference between no. Mahomes, who they sent over and signed to a 10-year contract and gave him ownership of the team that he plays for because he's the greatest who ever did it is about to extend him further than that 10-year contract after in his first six years of playing has won three or two MVP three fucking Super Bowls, three Super Bowl MVPs. It's levels to this shit. Okay, so um, did you get it all out of your system? But it's levels to this shit. Can, 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 I, can, I, can I, are you going to allow me to Yes, unequivocally. What I want to say to you is, is that this is not um, about whether or not that everything that you believe about Patrick Mahomes will not come to pass. In actual likelihood, it probably will. Unequivocally. Okay. So I'm going to throw that to the side. But when you start talking about the 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 legends of the game, I got to really push back on you hard. And I got to push back on you real hard. Because the what we're really talking about is is that the reason why the 49ers did not sign Joe is simply because of one reason and one reason alone. They did not want to pay him more money, and they had a guy behind him who could do almost as much. Context is important in this. Context is very important. I'm going to say this for the audience. It is very important. The, the 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 NFL, as great as it is, was not as lucrative, even though it was, let's say, arguably one or two sport in the world, in the and certainly in America, at the time of the nineties when this occurred. However, they have ballooned, especially with the advent of fantasy football. What does that have to do with the team Listen. China? Listen. Listen, this is an education. Oh, educated. Yes, I am educating you because your context is off. Oh, it is your context is off. Okay. 
So with the advent of fantasy football, Mm -hmm. you're going to have this explosion of essentially the need and desire for offenses. But prior to that moment, it was just this was a gladiator gridiron sport. Now, the thing is, they weren't paying quarterbacks uh, an absorbent amount of money, even though they were the most important, most important players. Now, wait, before you respond. I didn't I didn't respond. Anyway. Okay, but I just, I felt it. I felt it coming out. <laughs> you just hate uh, Now, the thing about Joe Montana is, is that Joe Montana just happened to be the number one player on the number one team for multiple years, and he had won multiple Super Bowls. And that he was up for a contract year and they had this guy that they had put in because these are basically owners who are trying to maximize their income. And they said, I can pay a guy who are cheaper. Who's who's good? Who is, dare I say, he's younger. He's more mobile. And guess what? And he can do the same thing. So this was the decision that was made. It was a. It was a owner's. You know who that sounds like? It was that a sounds like what they would do to Purdy. They're not going to do that to Mahomes. Okay, they would do that to Purdy. So here's what I would say to you, and this is what sounds naive to me. Granted, this is my opinion about it. Is is that it doesn't matter how great the quarterback is. There's always going to come a time in that quarterback's career to where all of a sudden. They want to play him like he's irrelevant. It happened to Tom Brady. It happens to all How quarterbacks. How many Super Bowls did Montana win Four. before they did that? Four. So what you're saying is. And at that hold time. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So what you're saying is, is we should expect the same when Mahomes wins his fourth. No. What I'm no? Saying, no. Why not? Why not? And I will. I just want to make sure you weren't going to respond. Okay, so the reason is is that Patrick Mahomes is working in an era to where offense is first, number one. Number two is is that the advent of even thinking about giving a quarterback 10-year, 15-year deals or any professional athlete a long contract like that is New. That is something that they are doing now that has never been uh, a ha- never been uh, established in any other era. Hold on, silence. No, no, no. I just got to ask you this. Question. So, what you're saying is, is that if it was not, if it was prevalent at that time, what you're saying is, is that they would have offered Joe Montana a that ten year contract instead instead of getting rid of him. Correct. They would have offered him that contract. I think that after... Walsh, Walsh, who was the advent of getting rid of them early, before Belichick did it, getting rid of them early rather than late, just like he Belichick tried to do with uh, uh, Brady, that he would have done that with Montana. This is why I said the word context, because it means something. Listen, in this modern era... The fashionable thing to do is to take a quarterback that you know is excellent and make sure he stays with you for his career. The traditional. Now, 
Yes. In so the modern who, era. Who else? Had, hold on. I got to ask you a question because we got to put in context. Who else in the league has a 10-year contract other than Mahomes? I'm not sure of the answer. Nobody. Well, nobody. nobody. Then nobody, but nobody's on, nobody's, the only no, other, no, 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 say it, say Nobody's on his level right now. Okay, thank nobody's you. Nobody's on his level. That's all I just wanted you to say. Right. Okay, thank you. No, nobody's on his level right now. I appreciate that. Nobody's on his level right now. Yeah, I appreciate that. But, thank but, you. but, okay. okay, but we're, we're, we're comparing him to the greats. Okay. Okay. So mm-hmm. since we're comparing him to the greats, mm-hmm. what I would say is, is that Joe Montana was, I think even you can't argue is one of the greats. One of the greats. Without so, so what, it, what I would say is, is if this was fashionable mm-hmm. in the time that which he played, they would have done that. Hold on. So only thing that I know from this conversation <laughs> is you wanted me to say Patrick Mahomes, greatest ever, at least and 10 no, times. You were, you were saying that. You were saying that. You and you wanted I me. To, I have to help you say that. Okay, and and you wanted to make sure that that the audience knew. No, 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 but the audience. Okay. I want you to know. Okay, because the audience. Guess what? With this the audience is, in here, we're going to still have these conversations. Ladies with the audience isn't here. This is the, the 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 what is it? The fifth level of hell. This is what I'm in. Right hey, no, okay. tell them Mahomes is the greatest individual who ever touched a football. No, I will never say that. Yes, you will. No, what I will say is, is that he's going to no, say that. What I will say is, is that Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL today. Hey, hey, I'm proud of you. I'm give me a hug. I'm proud of you. 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 That was cringy. I'm proud of you. However, I'm proud of you. I can acknowledge. I can acknowledge that truth. Mm-hmm. Thank you. He is, he's proven it 100%. The only thing that I will always combat you against, because what I would say is that to Patrick Mahomes' credit, he has elevated himself into the conversation of all-time greatness. So the all-time greats Mm -hmm. at this juncture Mm – in terms of a quarterback play, mm-hmm. he's he surpassed Dan Marino. He's mm-hmm. he surpassed mm-hmm. anybody else that you could think about. Mm-hmm. The only other people that we're comparing him to is Joe Montana and Tom Brady. That's it. And guess what? He has elevated himself into that conversation to where we're going to debate. Hey, next week I'm going to come with video with Joe Montana saying Mahomes is better. And then what are you going to say? Uh, I'm going to say the same you're gonna, thing. I'm you're you're right going to sit over and say he's lying on himself? No, no. I Listen, I, I've see, I am an individual who has watched all of Patrick Mahomes' career, and I've watched all of Joe Montana's career. And when and I've Joe Montana says of, this man is better than me. No, 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 no. This is, see, this is, this is where, this is where it's, it's, um, it's up to the fans to decide. Very similar. Wait, Why is hold it on to Joe, Joe Montana to decide? No, no, no. This is because it it is not it is not debatable. The, the, these are errors. These are things like examples. When we give an analogy to basketball, okay. Um, the arguments. Mm-hmm. There are people that will go to their graves and say Kobe Bryant is the best player they ever played. There are people. Do you that, say that? There. Do you say that? No, I don't. The, there are people that will go to their graves and say Magic Johnson is the best player to ever play that. that. 
Uh, I argue that, okay. actually. I actually do. I think. Or who's the other person? Michael Jordan. Do you say that? Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson, in my opinion, are two of the greatest players to ever play the game. And who is the fourth person? Um, you can go down the line, but but no, there's one but, but significant individual. The the, uh, the only other significant individual that I think that truly, truly, truly can be argued is Larry Bird. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, he didn't mention LeBron. No, so so, I didn't. so, so when we talk I, about I, I, when we talk about greatness in this football and, game, and, and you know what? He couldn't mention LeBron and greatness. No, no. So we cannot sit over here no, no. and listen. No, no, no. To no. when we talk about let, greatness, let, let, let me let when me, he doesn't mention LeBron. Let me, I'm just let, saying. Me, let me just say this. Let me just say this. And then um, at the bar, he's going to get crushed. I probably for saying that probably, but but what I would what I would to your point. Um. LeBron is absolutely in the conversation. I just that's not the first person that comes to it came to my mind. Um there are Very a number bad. of but but I think LeBron is undeniably in the conversation. The only thing that I'm saying to you is is that when you reach a level of greatness in either sport that's when it becomes debatable because everybody says, I saw him when he did this. I saw them when he did that. And then you're ever going to be able to And I have it. a chance to speak. Sure. All I know is statistics back me up. All I know is championships back me up. All I know is we get on this field or we get on this court. Mm-hmm. All I know is, is that if I say anything negative about Patrick Mahomes, you ready? You about ready to hit me with no, a no, WWE no, 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 no. Uh, clothesline? Here's what I want to talk about before we get up out of here. Uh, we want to do a little bit more, but I do want to speak on this. At the end of the day is, G-Money, I truly um, love how you dig in and how you really sit over here and have um, put forth the intuitiveness in terms of really looking into the game. You know, the reality is, I, and I truly do, because, you know, you showed me some things and you taught me some things in terms of this conversation that um, maybe it went over my head or I just didn't see. Um, and, and I also appreciate you sitting over here and realizing that, you know, at the end of the day is um, we had the opportunity to witness greatness. Mm. You know, I can't wait till we talk next week where we really talk about the differences, you know, between the quarterback for San Francisco versus Mahomes and, and where we talk about good versus great. Mm. And, 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 and the reality is, is that that's going to be every, a great conversation. Yeah, but, but, but the thing is, is not everybody who's won a Super Bowl has been great. No. Because good can no. win a Super Bowl. They might have just been on a great team. And, and right, on a great team. And, and sometimes um, these quarterbacks are not great, mm -hmm. but are on a great team. And I think um, um, uh, I think our, our, our boy was has been on a great team. He just, because of some things that had nothing to do with him, stopped him from being in a position 
to take his team to win the Super Bowl. And, and that's a whole nother conversation. We've gotten in depth in terms of this game, in terms of the Super Bowl. Yeah, we, we dug in. I, we, we dug I, in. I think I got, uh, let's say 80% of my feelings out. <laughs> you got a lot of, a lot of your feelings out. Yeah, I did. At the end of the day is, is that that's what's so great about this game is we can involve our feelings, but it's still rooted in a sense of statistics, yeah. in terms of facts, yes. in terms of reality. Yes. And um, but also this game is also rooted in terms of hope for next year. Yes. So a- as this season is coming to a culmination and there is always a culmination of hope for next year. Yeah. What we're looking at is is um exploiting that and speaking on that and, de- and yes, off season is developing that in the off season. Draft so I'm so excited. And, and, and I, I would say it's incumbent upon you to start doing your draft studies. You know I'm already nerding then, out on yeah, it. Yeah, because I wanted to. <laughs> and so we, we, we have the next 90 days, basically, yeah. to really dive into how the all of these teams are going to improve. And it's going to be so excited to see who's going to be that team that's going to sit over here and possibly be a um, – a, a contender, a contender, but also a, a an individual that's going to challenge uh, the reigning king. Yeah, you know, which which is Patrick, Patrick Mahomes and the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. So I'm super excited about that. I'm super excited to see how this San Francisco team that is not that far away is going to slightly improve themselves and maybe have an opportunity to be right back here next year and win it again. And, and just these other teams in the NFL yeah. that are that are that are not too far. I mean, we saw uh, the Texas, the Texans, yeah. sit over and go from a team that we thought was abysmal to great. We saw Green Bay, who we thought was going to be abysmal, and go to great. So we saw uh, the Lions, who went from abysmal to great in our time. So there's so much greatness that has to do with mm-hmm. this. But but here's what Twist says. Also. You got double duty. You got the the draft and learning about that, but you also got the UFL. Mm-hmm. So it's time to dig into the UFL because guess what? These are going to be the future greats. The UFL are going to be the future they have, greats. They have a genuine opportunity. They, just like the G League. Yes. They have a genuine opportunity to sit over here and not just play for something, but also play for greatness into the NFL. So I'm so excited about football's not done. The NFL is done. For the next five, six months. But the UFL is not done, and we have so much football to still there's, talk There's about. always something. You know what I love about this game is, is that there's always something to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one of the few sports in America mm-hmm. to where it, it, it kind of like mirrors what uh, soccer is to Europe because there's always something going on. The, the interesting thing, to your point, is guess what? I can honestly say that the 49ers are at a at a at a fraction point they may not be the team next year because there are all of the th- advents that you talked about the draft the free agents mm-hmm. they the the tragedy of them losing is it might they, have been there they, one time yeah they they but, they, but, but not we a don't have to pay purdy yet so, so I think that's more indicative of what happens when you got to pay Purdy $50 million sure. versus when you don't. So I think we still have a window 
For them. For them. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just think that the other teams, the Rams, the Lions, the whoever you want to name mm-hmm. in the NFC, the the Packers. Which one of them don't gotta pay a big contract? Well, that's a that's well, that's the caddy. That's the a catalyst. Boys, you know, that's that, a catalyst. Everybody else is paying yeah, except yeah. them. Yeah, I agree. And so it's exciting. I I agree a hundred percent. And the excitement to me is is that there there is continued parity. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Who's going to represent the NFC? And that's what gets so exciting about this game. Who is it going to be? Hey, and I need you to be this excited about the UFL coming up. We're going to have a whole UFL station that's completely dedicated it. to the UFL. And I got to educate something. myself on them, but I'm, I'm with it. All they are are fringe players that didn't quite get to the NFL, but have a lot of football in them. And mm-hmm. that's what's excited because we have people playing off of passion mm-hmm. versus paying off of money that they're trying to get to the money. Mm-hmm. They're going to give everything they got. And we're going to sit over here and continue to bring you phenomenal um, discourse, phenomenal yes. insight, phenomenal um, um, perspective of yes. this game of football. You know, absolutely. With that being said, hey, it's been a unbelievable season. Yeah, yeah. It's the first of many, 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 many. I appreciate all of you that have been with us throughout this journey, whether you came from the beginning or whether you came with us at the end. Um, but football is a phenomenal sport and we get the opportunity to share it together. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate you all. G-Money, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. you, bro. It's been a great, yes. great run. Take another run. sip, man. You know. You babysitting. You babysitting. I babysitting with all your... your, 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 your okay, I well, babysitting. Well, well. <laughs> you know, I we drunk. You, you know. Love you, brother. Love you, Church too, bro. Without a doubt. ATB! Football at the bar, ATB.